Greetings, Charles County. My name is Jennifer Harris. I'm the Chief of Media Relations for Charles County. I'm the Designated Public Information Officer for the COVID-19 Emergency. Today, we're going to talk about the increased risk of domestic violence that can occur during this pandemic. Many people are increasingly isolated at home, and while this is the safest place for most everyone, that's not the case for those who are in an abusive relationship. I am joined today by Erica Rosa, a community outreach specialist with the Center for Abused Persons here in Charles County. The Center for Abused Persons is a private nonprofit agency dedicated to reducing the incidence of physical, sexual, and emotional abuse without consideration of age, gender, or type within Charles County. They are available 24 hours a day for treatment and supportive services. Welcome, Erica, and thank you for joining us by phone today. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Erica, let's get started with uh, your st- story. Tell us a little bit about who you are um, when you joined the team at the Center for Abused Persons and what drew you to this line of work. Sure. Well, um, I was born and raised in Waldorf, so I've always been very passionate about my area and Charles County. So I love being with CAP for that. But um, I actually started as a media major in college, and once I graduated, I found my calling working with individuals with intellectual disabilities. I did direct support at a group home. So I stayed there for about five years, and then I wanted to work a bit more locally, so I've been with CAP since December. So since you've joined CAP, uh, which is the acronym for the Center for Abused Persons, let's talk a little bit more about domestic violence specifically and how you all serve clients in this area and um, what's going on generally here in Charles County. Uh, Talk about what it looks like for those who may be suffering in this type of uh, cycle of abuse. Sure. Well, we're a counseling center for both domestic violence and sexual abuse. Um, We do a little bit of everything between advocacy and um, community education, which is a lot of what what I personally do. We also do counseling. And um, as far as what we're seeing within the county, I want to talk a little bit with you about the cycle of abuse. And the cycle of abuse has three phases. There's tension building where you hear a lot of yelling, anger, and criticism which leads to the explosion phase where there are attacks and threats. And that's where you see a lot of physical violence, emotional violence. And after the explosion phase, there's a honeymoon period of apologies, promises, promises that the abuser will change, which um, the person that's being abused might even believe and gifts. This cycle tends to continue over and over until that relationship has been ended. And on average, believe it or not, it will, a woman will attempt to leave seven times before she leaves an abusive relationship for good. I can believe that. I, I actually share some of the similar experiences that you have before my career in communications. About 15 years ago, I worked in a similar type of nonprofit in Northern Virginia, and we served uh, victims of domestic and sexual violence. And it's surprising to me that in that 15 years since I've been working in the field, that cycle of abuse has not changed and the seven times through the cycle has not changed. It's incredibly difficult for people to get out of that cycle once they're in it. Why is that the case? Can you share with people why somebody wouldn't want to leave that kind of abusive relationship? Um, it, it can be scary for some people, and for some people it may be the only thing they really know. Sometimes they could have grown up witnessing that type of abuse with their parents' relationship or even perhaps 
They may have been abused themselves as children. Um, it really is a case-by-case basis, but that's exactly why I love the community um, advocacy aspect of what I do. Sometimes I talk with schools. Sometimes I talk with other programs that will request me with um, presentations and PowerPoints just to really get the point out there that Charles County does have resources available for them. Even if you personally haven't been a victim, you know someone who has been. That's exactly right. And a lot of times that extreme abuse is hidden from those that love the victim the most. So they may not even be aware of how um, extreme the circumstances are until it's either too late or until the person is actually trying to leave. I also know from my own experience that uh, this doesn't start out necessarily this way. Uh, Often the cycle of abuse elevates over a very long period of time so that by the time it actually becomes dangerous for the person to um, get out of the relationship, it's been going on for months and months or years. Um, mm-hmm. So it's they're economically tied to the person. They may have children in common together. There may be a lot of other reasons why it's difficult for them to get out besides just the danger of leaving, which is when a woman is usually most vulnerable to significant attack is when she tries to leave. So mm-hmm. I know that the people you serve, many are are, are, are people who are in counseling or support groups or receiving other sorts of advocacy and support from CAP, uh, what can they do right now if they're in quarantine with an abusive partner inside their home and it's incredibly difficult to get out? How can they reach out to you? I know your offices are closed right now, so I really want to make sure the community knows how they can still remain connected and get help if they really need it. Sure. Well, and the challenge is to the, as, as we've been saying, the risk is much higher now, now that some women may be trapped at home with their abusers. Um, they might be dealing with job losses because of the pandemic or working from home, caring for children and homeschooling too. Um, I know it's a challenge to find the privacy or the time to call resources, but we do have our 24 seven hotline that's open crisis hotline. So even beyond um, domestic violence, any crisis we're open to here. Even though our office is closed, we're still offering all of our regular services as if we were open, open. So when are you getting the most calls? Is it during the day, evening, night hours, or are you just taking calls around the clock? Um, we're, we're 24-7, so we take calls around the clock. We have hotline operators always available. Are you seeing a spike in calls or are you seeing a stabilization in calls that also concerns you because maybe people aren't able to reach out? What is the trend right now, Erica? Um, The trend right now seems to be we're getting a little bit of a decrease in calls, which that's that's what we believe that maybe it's a situation where uh, where abusers may be in the home with the people that are being abused. And so a lot of people won't understand this, but when a victim is under the control of an abuser, they may have control of their phone use, may control their movements or activities to a greater degree. It may be very difficult for them to actually connect. So a decrease in calls does not necessarily lead to an automatic decrease in the kind of abuse that's happening. And that's probably what you all are concerned about the most. Absolutely. And, um, And it could be a situation where that person may be used to their abuser going to work five days a week. And that could be that time that they could really get the help that they need through us. But now that's not as much of an option. 
Definitely. That's something that people probably aren't um, aware of is that this unique situation we're in can create a multiple sets of circumstances that make it very difficult for people to get the help they need to get out. Uh, if you know somebody that you might be worried about, let's say a sister, or daughter, or friend that uh, seems to have disconnected from you during this time, disconnected from others, and you are concerned about possible abuse in the home, what can you do for a loved one who might be in that situation? Is the hotline available to them as well? Absolutely. And um, there's something that I feel it's really important for everyone to know. There's no shame in seeking help. Um, people like us, the Center for Abused Persons, we're here to offer resources for people to get out of those situations. Um, our, our staff, from our director to our hotline staff, the counselors, the victim advocates, we're all really compassionate people that want to see survivors move past those abusive situations. And we're able to help anyone who's concerned about a loved one who may be going through these situations too. Thank you for sharing that. Erica, sure. you are a nonprofit agency, so I know the pandemic has to be affecting your access to resources and ability to deliver services during that time. If someone wants to help support the work that you're doing, how can they get involved? Um, one thing that's been great about the internet, I'm telling you, um, everything's been pretty great as far as our ability to do things digitally. We also have our social media available too. Mm -hmm. So um, if anyone wants to call us via the hotline, they can always forward anything to me specifically if you need any advocacy services as well. That's great to know. Can you share the hotline sure. number for our listeners so that they're oh, able yeah, to write no that down? Sure. It's um, 301-645-3333. And your website? Um, Center for Abuse Persons, Charles County org. Center for Abuse Persons, Charles County org. So any other um, advice or um, information that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up, Erica, we really oh. appreciate your time on this matter. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, definitely. Two things I really wanted to get across is that in this time of um, the COVID-19 crisis, I know generally when people hear Center for Abuse Persons, they, they do know that we deal with domestic violence and sexual assault, but we're also here for any pandemic needs to a point. So if anyone's lost a job or they're feeling stressed out or they're feeling depressed because they're being cooped up in the house all the time, the crisis hotline is for any crisis. So you can always call to talk about that. And um, as far as CAP services, we're even still doing um, court advocacy via phone. So pretty much anything that's under the CAP umbrella, we can still do. It's just remotely. That's great to know. I, I don't think our, our community would necessarily be aware of that, but we do appreciate the wonderful work that you're doing on behalf of everyone in our community, but especially those who are suffering from domestic violence or sexual assault. The Center for Abused Persons is here for you. They're available to you. Don't be afraid to reach out if you need ag advocacy or support, um, or even if you're just dealing with anxiety, fears, or uh, worry about the pandemic right now. The hotline, once yeah. again, is 301-645-3336. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thank you, Erica Rosa. I appreciate the information and your time today. Sure. Thank you very much. Thanks, Erica. 
Thank you once again, Charles County community, for listening to this episode today. Once again, if you are a victim of domestic or sexual violence or you knew someone who's been affected by this, we encourage you to get connected to the Center for Abused Persons. They have a wealth of wonderful resources that you can take advantage of. And even if you're just suffering from anxiety, fear, or worry about the current pandemic, their hotline is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thanks for taking the time to listen today, and please share this episode with those you care about in our community.